0: Welcome to the Highly Leveraged Podcast, interviewing landlords and industry professionals to help you start and continue to scale your rental income portfolio. Here's your host, Dave Rosa.
1: What's up? Got the old ball and chain back with me this week, back by popular demand, my wife, Christine. Uh, we're going to tell you a little bit about one of the properties that we bought last year in November. We actually just sold it in August. Uh, we got a couple other ones on the block too. So it uh, wasn't our plan. We planned on keeping it for is, but you'll learn why. And uh, it actually worked out. It worked out really well in the end. So here you go. Today, we're going to talk about 100 Mason Street. One of my favorite and one of my least favorite. All right. So we'll stop back When? Uh, We first looked at this house back in August of 2020. The asking price was $110,000. It's a three-family. The bottom floor is three bedrooms, two bathrooms, or technically one and a half bathrooms. And then the second floor is one bed, one bath on each side. So it's only two stories. Then there's a three-car garage on the back facing the back street. So if you're a fan of King of Queens, it's more like their house where you walk into a little backyard there and you walk into the back of the garage and the garage doors are actually on the other street behind. It's kind of on like an island. So they asked 110. This was in the middle of the pandemic, of course. So we offered 95,000. They counted with 102,000. And we counted back again with 99,000, which we agreed to and signed the purchase and sales. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the appraisal came in a couple of weeks later, and the appraiser only appraised it for ninety-six thousand five hundred. So, boom, we got them to drop that down another two thousand five hundred. So, we finally closed on it on November thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth last year, for ninety-six thousand five hundred dollars. Now, as far as the projected numbers we had at the time, uh, the loan was going to be three hundred twenty-five dollars for principal and interest, uh, taxes were $102 a month, insurance was $140 a month, and then oil, was we were projecting at $240 a month. Now, there might be some people in the South or other places that don't even know what the hell the whole oil situation is. So there's a boiler in the basement that heats up the water, then puts it into another 40 gallon tank next to it, and then that heats three different units they each have their own thermostat. The hot water comes up and heats it. Now, it also gives them hot water. So when we rent it out, we have it included that you get hot water and heat for free. Now, the boiler was a goddamn mess. We knew when we walked in there, that thing was falling apart. You didn't have to be a boiler technician to see that. We knew we were going to have to replace that. So that's why we talked them down a little bit. That thing was sitting there for 25, 30 years. The thing was literally falling apart. It wasn't even safe. Then for sewer and water, we were thinking about 150 bucks a month. So all expenses was going to be $957 a month. The rents were coming in at $19.50 when we bought it. The uh, three bedroom, one and a half bath was going for $875 to three 18, 19, 20 year old kids. Yeah. Uh, and then the top right unit was going for $525. Of course, as soon as we bought the place, he gave his notice that he was leaving. And then that friggin' chooch that we were talking about in the other episode was paying five fifty. Well, at least he was supposed to be paying yeah, it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't exactly say he was paying it. Uh, so that came to nineteen fifty. You subtract off the expenses of nine fifty seven, and that comes out to nine hundred ninety three dollars a month. Now that sounds great, and that's not including any of the um, maintenance or whatnot. So if you want to take out fifteen percent, we were looking to cash flow about seven hundred dollars a month out of it. Plus the principal pay down was $124 a month that we were getting back on that as well. So tell me a little bit about this house. We took it over. They had no uh, leases at all. So we had to start them off with leases. um, And we had to remodel Zach's place because he moved out within three weeks of us taking it over.
0: Correct. So that was a nightmare because, I mean, well, we did all the, well, you mostly did all the work on that. um, Minus the flooring, which took forever to get them to come in and do.
1: Yeah. I uh, I packed up my airbed, <laughs> went up there for a couple of weekends in a row, sleeping on an airbed next to the chooch. Okay. I could hear that. There's, there's no insulation in those freaking walls. I could hear that guy every time he farted, every time he rolled over in bed, I could hear everything. It was a nightmare. And then the son of a bitch came and tried to open the door when I was in there. I almost went out there. I'm laying in bed, and he said he was coming home like two hours early. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll come I'll, I'll come meet you. I don't even know what the hell he wanted to talk about. And uh, the son of a bitch tried to open the friggin' door. I was laying in bed. I'm like, are you shitting me? Like, he just walked in and tried to open the door. Obviously, I had it locked. But uh, that first time I met him, he asked if he could move um, garages. There was three of them there. The, he wanted to go from the left one to the all the way to the right. So I said, yeah, sure, no problem. We let him do that. And he took a sweet ass time. I mean, he still hasn't even gotten all of his stuff out of that garage when we sold the friggin' house. So yeah, we went and remodeled Zach's place. Uh, we had the, the flooring took over two months. It's a nightmare to get anybody up there. Um, I repainted the whole entire thing. I replaced the bathroom sink. I replaced the countertop with one of those nice wooden countertops that kind of looks like it's fake granite. And we put in a new uh, a new sink good gauge, not the cheap ass stuff that you drop a fork and it puts a dent in it. And then that mosaic tile really tied the room together. It's that stick on stuff. I think I only paid 70 bucks. It was a little bit of labor, but I mean, you, you literally cut it with a knife, uh, with a scissors and just stick it to the wall. And it looks really nice. Uh, so we did all that. We did get the vinyl plank flooring in there. They ripped us off. They charged it. They ended up, it kept going up and they ended up ended up being like $3,000 to get the freaking flooring done in the kitchen, in the bathroom, which wasn't a whole hell of a lot of space. Um, So once we did finally get all that done, uh, we tried to get someone in there. What was that kid's name? Do you remember? Um, Ethan. Ethan. Yes. I checked out his Instagram. He was an interesting guy. Very interesting guy. Uh, So he was all set. Of course, we wrote up our own Uh, our own leases at that point and we were smart enough not to sign it before we sent it to him that was your idea i'll give you credit Mm -hmm. on that one so we sent it to him and then he got cold feet i don't know he just said he didn't want he wanted to go live in his van somewhere or something according to his uh instagram he was dude was a weirdo uh probably did us a favor and then we had to keep looking for somebody else and then along came ronnie (laughs) Now you hated Ronnie at first I I
0: didn't hate him I hated that he called us at a ridiculous time While we were sleeping
1: Yeah he called us at 4am
0: Yeah. Other than that no He's a dream for any Landlord
1: Well yeah once he called at 4am You were like screw this guy
0: Well the problem is how many people Did we get that were so desperate and didn't qualify And I figured that was just going to be another one of those And I'm thinking At 4 o'clock in the morning you know,
1: so this guy's from upstate New York, right around uh, Albany. I think it was uh, just southeast of Albany, and he was moving out there to find his angel. Good luck with that in Berlin. Um, so he he was a dream tenant though, because he 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 was just retiring from the state, and he has a pension where I think he was making like forty five thousand dollars a year getting out of his pension.
0: Yeah, something like Uh, that.
1: So he was more than well-qualified. Once we remodeled it, that unit went from $525 up to $675. So we raised it $150. So he was overqualified, had plenty of money. Obviously, the the state's not going to stop giving away money. Christ, the government won't even stop giving away money at this point. Um, So he moved in. This guy loves to pay ahead. He paid the first two months ahead. He didn't even move in for the first month that he paid for.
0: Right.
1: And then... He he always paid at least three weeks in advance, if not more. So the guy was great.
0: We checked his landlord reference. His landlord said he's the best tenant he's ever had. Great tenant, always pays way ahead of time, very quiet, wouldn't even know he's there, no problem. Um, So definitely there, again, is where your vetting is very important. Other than just the flooring taking forever and... We definitely could have. I think timing was just right with him. I mean, maybe if the flooring had gotten done earlier, we had um, had it ready earlier. We wouldn't have him. So,
1: yeah, that was a nightmare. We ended up being vacant for four months. Four months. I yeah, because yeah. Zach moved in. M- Zach moved out at the beginning of December, and by the time we signed the lease with him, it was mid March to start in April. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely lost some money there. Not only in all the in the vacancy, but also in the expensive flooring and all the paint and the new uh, countertops and everything that I put in. Uh, so right around that same time, I got the great idea to remodel one yeah. of the garages. Now, these three garages, they had like old, old school barn doors. And I guess you could call them doors, but they were so banged up, so many holes in them. I mean, you could you could easily break into the friggin' thing. So I thought a great idea would be to put in a garage door. And this was a big space. It was 11 by 33, huge space up there. ATV is very big. I thought maybe we could rent it out to some people with some side-by-sides to be able to fit like four of them in there and not have to trail them back and forth. People come from Connecticut, New York, uh, Massachusetts, all over the place. So that didn't go as planned. Uh, first of all, the friggin' garage is such a mess you could literally crawl right through into the garage next to it so i bought a bunch of plywood went up there zipped in all that plywood to to cover that up so that it at least looked decent so you couldn't see into the next place and crawl in from the next place then i found a douche named mark up there that wanted to do the um garage door installation the only guy i could find now he said that i could get the door get the um door opener and he would install it all. So I brought it up when I did all the plywood, left it there. The guy said, "Yeah, no problem. Uh, he, what was he going to charge me? I think he was going to charge me 550." He said, "Not a dime over 550 for just the, just the labor and installation. Now he did have to close in the space. It was like an 11 by I think it was a, a, a seven foot door, and the space was nine feet wide. so we did have to close it in a couple feet. So this guy comes. Doesn't finish it the first day. Says he's going to come back the next day. Make a long story short, he kept giving me the runaround. Five weeks it took him to finish this freaking thing. Finally, after five weeks, he finished it. And then he sends me a bill for $700. Now, I didn't complain because I knew it was a tough job. It's not a square garage. It's kind of an angle. He had to kind of maneuver things. I know it was hard, so I didn't complain at all. I didn't pay him for the first two days because, first of all, it took him five weeks to do it. I wasn't in a huge rush to pay him. And second of all, he talked to me on the phone and asked me how I wanted to pay. And he gave me like five different ways to pay. And I said, oh, okay, yeah, I'll pay that way. When he sent me the bill, there was an extra $20 fee on there. And I was like, why the hell? You already charged me an extra $150. bucks. i am not paying 20 bucks to some third-party company.
0: To use your credit card.
1: To use, to use a credit card. So he calls me all pissed off, like, well, you got to pay me. I already paid my guy, whatever. It's been five weeks. I'm like, well, yeah, it's been five weeks because you took five weeks. It's only been two days since you sent me the freaking thing. I said, send me your address and I'll send you a check. And he starts flipping out like, I can't believe I've never dealt with anybody like this. And I'm like, dude, you've been waiting for five weeks for the money. I can send you a check. You'll have it in two days. And he just went off like I, I I'm way too talented for this. I, I, after dealing with you, I'm done with this. I'm not doing any more door installations. And the funny thing is, we were cool the whole entire time. I talked to the guy a few times. We were shooting the shit on the phone. Like, I mean, I don't know where all this came from.
0: And you were never really upset with him. Anytime you did talk to him about no, I he never was, gave him an attitude he at was all. When coming on. back out to finish the work or anything. And his bill also, not that we would have waited that long, but his bill, I believe also said it wasn't due for another like month or two.
1: Two months. Yeah. yeah. He sent us the bill in April and on the, it said bill due in June. June. So I wasn't in a huge rush. And the guy starts giving me all this attitude. I mean, he was, I think, I never met him. I think, I think he was like in his early twenties.
0: And I think, I think actually one of the times he sent you, he resent you the invoice like a couple hours later. Yeah, and you were working, so you wouldn't have even seen either one of them. He was just very impatient with the whole, like not understanding that, like, it doesn't happen just right at that moment when it's sent, you know.
1: So yeah, after he flipped out at me, he he sends me another email and says, "Forget it, I'm gonna pay for the twenty dollars. I'll eat it, uh, whatever." And then he said at the bottom, "I humbly suggest you pay this immediately." Now I'm like, "What the hell is that supposed to mean? That's a threat." You know, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I did try to find out where he lived, which I'm glad for the both of us that we didn't (laughs) because I wasn't going over there to bring him cookies. Uh, But yeah, this son of a bitch. And and I'm like, what can I do? Because this kid could go back over there. He has the code to get into the garage. He could go over there and fuck the whole thing up or he could rip the garage door out and throw it on the side of the road. He could have done whatever he wanted. So I had to be I had to still be nice with them. I paid him. I wrote him back and I said, I really don't know what your issue is. I said, nobody had to pay that $20. I said, I could have sent you a check and you would have had it in two days. I don't understand what the big deal is. So anyway, that's all over. So we think. So I rent out, we rent out the garage to somebody that's moving into the area. We were charging $125 a month. We gave them a discount because they signed up for four months. So we, it was about $112.50. That was the 10% off or whatever we gave them. Mm-hmm. So these people go to move in And they call me on a Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. and say that the door code's not working. And I'm going, what do you mean the door code's not working? So automatically I'm thinking this son of a bitch went back over there and changed the code to screw me over. So I try calling the kid. His phone is out. It doesn't exist anymore. I emailed him, knew he wasn't going to get back to me. Now these people are sitting there moving all the way from southern New Hampshire with a moving crew and can't get into the garage that we're charging them to get into. So I had to pack up, pack up the truck, drive the friggin' two hours and 15 minutes flying up there while these people are sitting there impatiently waiting to get into the damn thing. I didn't know how the hell I was going to get into the garage. I haven't been up there since he, since he installed the garage door opener. The two door openers he has, he left inside the garage, and the keypad's not working. So I'm bringing up my crowbar. I'm like, I'm going to break into this bitch one way or another. So I had to go into the one next door and all the pieces of wood I put up, I had to break open one of them, basically just broke it open, crawled in, found out that the electricity had tripped. It was one of the GFI outlets that tripped. I don't know why it tripped. I don't even know what was plugged into that. I have only been in this garage one time before this at this point. So anyway, I get the damn thing open. I apologize like hell. I mean, talk about you want to get away from a situation. (laughs) That was the worst. I was like, I feel so bad. Like, there's nothing I can do. This wasn't my fault. Now, I did think it was that kid that did something, but he didn't. But it is still his fault because I bought the thing with the battery backup that's supposed to open the door 50 times without having any any electricity. So he clearly did not hook that freaking thing up. So we ended up giving those people back a full month's rent just to make, because they had to pay the people to stand there. There was three people trying to move all their stuff in. Right. So we think that uh, that's all set. I go back up there for another reason a few weeks later and I went to open the garage. I brought my, my ladder. I was going to get up there and hook up the, the battery backup. I figured it just didn't come hooked up and he didn't hook it up. But the friggin' thing is full. I can't even get to it. I can't even step into it, let alone get to it. And I'm like, this is going to be a friggin' issue because this thing's going to trip again. Another month or two goes by. I get a call on a Monday afternoon. Hey, we're here and we can't get into the garage again. I'm like, are you friggin' shitting me? And I'm so like, we don't need to get in there until Wednesday. We were just coming by to check on it. I'm like, okay. So Tuesday, I had to move my whole schedule around, got out of work early, had to fly all the way up there. This time I knew exactly where that little hole was and I brought a little, uh, it was a little piece of copper pipe, uh, not pipe, but uh, wire, and I, I hooked it around. And I pushed the little uh, reset button on the GFI, thing opened right back up. I'm like, great. Wasted my entire day driving up there and back five, five and a half hours just to push a frigging button for 10 seconds.
0: And you still can't do anything about it for permanent purposes because it's full.
1: Yeah, it was still full. Couldn't get in there and fix the damn thing at all. So... That kid did end up writing me back on that email and he's like, I don't know why you think I would do something like that. I'm like, are you shitting me? You friggin' went off, went completely crazy and threatened me. And you don't think that I would have thought that you did something. Right. Which, like I said, it was his fault because he didn't hook up the friggin' battery backup. Okay. So in the meantime of all this, actually, Armand, sorry, Chooch, was (sighs) supposed to get his stuff out of that garage. He had some stuff up in the rafters. And this kid that was putting in the thing was telling me that he was actually getting in there before he had locked it up and he was putting more stuff in there. And we already gave this chooch friggin' three months to get the stuff out. And then he wanted the code to be able to get in there and get the stuff back out. And I'm like, hell no. I'm like, we're not giving you the code. Too bad. You had, I actually think it was more like four or five months he had to get the stuff out at this point.
0: And then at the same time, he was questioning uh, Ronnie, the new tenant, about, if he was using the garage and all kinds of questions about that.
1: The most nosy frigging guy ever. Like he always wanted to get into everyone's business. He'd always, he kept texting us, asking us when somebody was moving in next to us, next to him. I'm like, dude, pound sand. Like, seriously, I'm not telling you crap. Why don't you pay?
0: Yeah. When you're not paying rent.
1: I think one time he paid more than $300 at once, right? Did he pay five something at once?
0: He did that towards I think that was in June and that was only because we sent him the letter saying we were going to process an eviction if he didn't and that's when he did and that was the only time but right. yeah everything else was 200 300
1: and his rent was 525 uh $550. 550 so he he was never he never caught up he was always at least a month behind or more uh we were thinking about evicting him and then uh we had a hell week a hell weekend uh it was actually right around Memorial Day Uh, you want to tell me about that? So we got a
0: call from one of the other houses that they had a sewer issue and
1: a sewage leak in the basement.
0: Of course we, you know, we didn't know how serious it was. We couldn't, you know, we couldn't see it ourselves to check it out and getting a company to go and just look at it, let alone do anything else was a complete nightmare. Nobody was answering phone calls. Everybody was booked out. No emergency calls, even nothing. And then by the time we, that's a long story, but by the time we actually got that, even looked at or half taken care of, that was like three weeks.
1: Yeah. And I, I was calling people everywhere. I was calling them from 50 miles away. And they're so busy up there, they couldn't break loose to come down. He was like, I'm going to have to charge you drive time and all that. I'm like, I really don't care. I mean, I got sewage right. in the basement that the first floor is smelling. Now, now this is on another property. This is a two-family. Um, the, o- there's only like four plumbers up there. Only one of them has ever gotten back to us. And when he does actually come out, we have to nag the hell out of him, and it takes him like two or three weeks to get out there. Mm-hmm. And another really weird thing is he hasn't billed us for any of the freaking yeah. work he's done dating all the way back to January because he came in and did the plumbing on the new sink and and uh, the two new sinks that I put in in Zach's place. He never billed us. How many times have we reached out to him to tell him to bill us?
0: Um, Five.
1: At, at least five. Yeah. I would say even more because I'm like, dude, I want to pay you. You're the only guy that actually comes out and does anything. I can't even get anyone else to return our phone calls. And we've given him our information on how to charge us. Get We gave him our P.O. box or our UPS box, whatever you want to call it. And he still won't friggin' he still won't do it. So we got so frustrated that weekend because we're like, if it's like this now, everybody in their fifties, everyone in these industries up there is in their fifties. When they all start to retire, there's no new blood coming in. It's going to get worse. And we originally were thinking we're going to keep these houses for decades. Right. And after that weekend, you're the one that said it first is like, I wish we could just sell these damn things. I was like, no, 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 let's not, let's not (sighs) overthink. We're just having a bad moment. And then I started looking into it. And then over the next couple of days, we decided we're going to have to sell these things. Right. I mean, we the, the, the flooring took over two months. The plumber takes two to three weeks to get there. We also had another leak that, that he took two or three weeks to get right. there. It's just a nightmare to find anybody. And now,
0: mind you, besides that, he was going out right before he did that last sewer job. He was going out for neck surgery.
1: Everybody's getting surgery up there. I'm telling you, these people are falling apart up there. I mean, the, the heating guy, he was having surgery. He couldn't help us out. Like, it's just, it, it, you wouldn't even believe it. It's a freaking nightmare to get anything done. It's like there.
0: every time a tenant called us, I was just, I would panic because I'm like, oh my God, what what needs to be fixed next that we can't fix because we have nobody to fix it. And it was just like, I don't want to panic every time we get a phone call.
1: Thank God the plumbing guy, uh, not the plumbing guy, the plowing guy actually does uh, ele- electrical work because <laughs> we needed to have some uh, lights replaced and we couldn't find anybody. So, we got sick of all that and we said, you know what? We're going to sell these friggin' things. Luckily, with the way the appreciation has gone over the last year, we're going to make out on it. Otherwise, we probably would have been left holding the bag. Right. So, we decided that we were going to put up all three of these houses. Only one of them is sold to date. And that's the one we're talking about originally 100 Mason Street with the chooch. Uh, so, we ended up getting the real estate agent that bought us, the pla- uh, that helped us buy the place, and she recommended we put it up for 115 now, it was originally put up for 110 when we bought it, but we brought it all the way down to 96.5. So I said, why don't we put it at 120 and see what happens? We put it up for 120. We instantly had people. Uh, we had one, I think we had one full off. No, we had two full offers. And then somebody tried to talk us all the way down to like 90 grand or something like that. We laughed at it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so we went with the per- one person. They ended up backing out after a week or so. So we went with the second person. And they asked for a $5,000 kickback because of the heating system, which we knew the heating system needed to repl- be replaced as well as the oil tank as well. So we, before this all happened, we were planning on replacing that. And that's part of the reason why we ended up selling it, because we knew we were going to have to put a bunch of money into it. And we said, why don't we cut our losses now? Because if we put this money of a new heating system in it, we're going to have to keep it for right. years to come.
0: And who knows when we're going to get somebody to actually come and do that. And because. you can't find
1: anybody to frigging right. do it. It's ridiculous. There's one guy up there that we've been able to find. He's out having surgery. I can't do that. And then I had another guy driving from 45 minutes away. He was going to charge me drive time. And he gave me a ridiculous price. I think he wanted $14,000 to replace the boiler in the oil tank. Right. And I was like, no, 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 we're not doing that.
0: And then there's also the issue of getting a getting heavy equipment down those basement stairs too. Yeah. That would have
1: it, been. Hellish stairs. I mean, it's just, it was a nightmare. And I was like, you know, and these, this house is well over 100 years old. I think this particular one was built in 1907. So, yeah. I mean, this thing's ancient. Um, And there's going to be more issues. I mean, when you have a house that old, there's going to be a lot more issues and we can't find anybody to do anything. And I'm sick of packing up my truck and jumping on, jumping on the highway and driving all the way up there to fix stuff. So we, we agreed to give them the $5,000 kickback. So essentially, you'd be getting $115,000 out of it. But then when the appraisal came back, the appraisal only came back at $111,000. So we agreed to that. That's what it ended up selling for. So once you take out the um, money for the real estate agent, we ended up actually profiting $8,000 from the from the purchase to the sale. Now, the unfortunate part is we didn't make a whole hell of a lot of money while we owned it. Because we had so much vacancy from Zach's apartment and so much money that we put into Zach's apartment and so much money that we put in, we put over a thousand dollars into the garage. Right. So in the end, month to month, while we owned it, we really only made about a little over a thousand dollars, but you pop that in with with the 8,000 and we made almost 9,500 over nine months. We only owned it for nine months. Actually, it was a little bit under nine months. So that worked out perfectly. Had we known that we were gonna sell it, we wouldn't have put all that money into Zach's apartment. And I wouldn't garage. have done anything I wouldn't have done anything to that garage either. We would have made a hell of a lot more money because we put into the garage over a thousand and into the repairs of his unit thirty six hundred dollars. Right. Granted, the floor really did need to be replaced because the tiles were popping. They were breaking and popping all over the place. So we really did have to replace that. But that that really still worked out. Thankfully, because of the appreciation, if the appreciation didn't skyrocket like that over the last year, we would have totally been left holding the bag.
0: Right. And that was what I was thinking about, too, is, you know, it's not. Would we have done that if we could find people to do work No, Because that was what that was the purpose to keep them. But just like I said, just the anxiety of.
1: Oh, I forgot another one of the reasons why it made this decision easy was. The um, certificate of compliance. Those people were starting yes. to come around the fire department and whatnot, and because they hadn't done it, like they're supposed to do it every four years, I guess they hadn't done it in like eight years. And because it triggered it, because the houses were sold, so they did come in, start busting our balls on one of the one of the houses, and they ha- they were trying to get into this one that we were, that we sold, and we knew that they were going to find things. I mean, it might have been small things, but. Nothing small up there.
0: Um they actually Mason was the one they actually did come out on and, and bust our
1: No fight. it was Hillsborough.
0: Well, no, it wasn't Hillsborough. No, it was Mason, I thought. You wanna fight? Was it? Maybe I'm remembering. No, no, they have. No, that's never right. We got, That's right. We got the paper for Hill for Mason, and you said I'm. I'm not. Calling yeah, that me. was right around the same yeah. time, and okay. I said, yeah, they're yeah. gonna
1: come out and stop busting our balls. Not a sprinkler over the boiler in the basement. There's not a railing here in case somebody slips and falls, which is right. fair enough because I slipped and fell down that stair. Yes, you did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. He did.
1: But, but I put. I put some of the. Like um,
0: the, the grip.
1: Gr- some kind grip. of grip grip things on the stairs so that other people didn't fall because I ate that thing hard. And you know, when you fall and you're looking around thinking that everybody saw Mm -hmm. you and they're looking (laughs) at you and I got up and I'm like, "Uh," and I just walked over to my truck and leaned in like I was doing something, but I was actually crying. (laughs) And then somebody else was with me and she was upstairs not coming back down to help me unload the rest of the stuff from the truck. So then I had to limp my way up there unloading the rest of the stuff while you're standing up there with doing nothing.
0: I wasn't doing nothing, but sure.
1: Oh, you might have been looking. No. You were looking at something.
0: No. I was unpacking my cleaning supplies was what I was doing.
1: Yeah, well, there was more stuff in the truck. You could have come down okay. and helped me anyway. with, but, Um. So, <laughs> So, yeah, we knew they were going to come around. They were already calling us. And we actually told them that we already had it up for sale. So I think they actually did reach out to us right after we put it up for sale. And I was like, too bad, so sad. We're selling this thing. Talk to the new buyers. Uh, so I'm sure they're coming in there and starting to bust their bust their chops on that one too. This poor, unsuspecting un- unsuspecting son of a bitch that bought this thing has to deal with Armand and has to deal with trying to get somebody to do the heat, the, the boiler up there. And they're going to have to deal with the... Uh, Certificate of compliance as well. Too bad. We gone.
0: Well, in hindsight, now in the future, we need to be smarter about making sure they have them so that we don't get screwed over.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Tell us about the first floor. The kids wanted to move out and whatnot. They wanted to break their lease.
0: So the first floor with the younger younger 19, 20-year-olds. Three of them. three, three, Three of them. They, they don't know how to
1: reply to a text.
0: Yeah, they were horrible with communication. Absolutely horrible. Even when it came to an emergency situation, just absolutely horrible. We actually had to call their emergency contact. I had to call point. her father.
1: Right. Yes, I forgot contact. about that. I remember the date, December 29th. Yeah. Uh, I get a call at 7 o'clock in the morning from Chooch, and he's like, I woke up and I got no hot water, and I felt like saying, too bad, pound sand, you son of a bitch. Uh, but I didn't. <laughs> And so I called up my uh, the boiler guy that we used and he said, okay, I can probably get over there at such and such time. Now we're pro- we're, we're, we don't have property management, we're self-managing it. So we we have the keys, way the hell, two and a half hours away. So I call the kids and I text the three kids on the first floor, all three of them. And by the way, we use our Google Google Voice so right. that they don't have any of our own information. I highly recommend it. It's great. And then we can put it on your phone too. So we both get it. Right. Um So, yeah, we text these son of a bitches and we're like, hey, you have no heat, no hot water. It's the end of December in northern New Hampshire. It's like 12 degrees out overnight. I'm like, these pipes could freeze at any point. So they don't reply back to us all freaking day long. I call them. No one's answering. I'm like, I'm calling her father, her emergency contact. I had to call her freaking father. And I said, hey, I apologize for this, but your kids aren't getting back to me. Two of them were his daughter's. I said, your kids aren't getting back to me. There's been no heat in there for over 12 hours, and I'm afraid that the pipes are going to freeze. We need to get in there. Well, all of a sudden, he calls his daughter, and his daughter texts us and says, oh, yeah, we left the door unlocked. Well, how the hell right. was I supposed to know right. that? I wasn't right. just going to exactly. tell that friggin' heating guy to just walk into your apartment with three young kids in it, two, two females. Right. Like I wasn't just going to tell him to go ahead and walk into it. We didn't know if the door was unlocked or if anyone was home.
0: Even being the landlord, like I wouldn't have been able to go up there with you. So if you had gone left, had left work early to go up there, that's not exactly a good position for you either. You know, really for anybody. You don't want to walk into anybody's apartment. It still might be our house that we own but it's still somebody else's apartment but yeah
1: right we're not like your uncle
0: yeah exactly. your uncle
1: was renting the place out he's like it's my house i'll go in there whenever i want he would just walk in there not tell them and who the hell knows what he was doing in there but i'm like dude like you can't just walk this this was in massachusetts too you can't pull that shit in massachusetts for sure
0: right well it was also being rented to me so but he thought he had that that right even if it was a stranger regardless but
1: i thought he did he did rent it to a stranger after right no no i don't know whatever but Way
0: regardless.
1: So back to before you reminded me about the whole uh, boiler situation there that they wouldn't get back to us. So these three kids, yeah. they wanted to break the lease.
0: So they broke. They they asked us if they could break the lease. They wanted to move back to their hometown, Um, which, of course, we said, yes, we don't ever want somebody to be there that doesn't want to be there.
1: And we saw an opportunity to up the rent.
0: Right. Exactly. So. um. So of course we said yes, we we gave them an addendum to the, you know, to break the lease. Um they their how their apartment was actually already updated before they moved in. They hadn't really lived there that long, not even a full year, I don't think.
1: And I think those pictures are still up on Zillow too. So so if someone wants to go look that up, 100 Mason Street in Berlin, New Hampshire. Uh the first the the unit looked really nice.
0: Yes, it is it was very nice. Um so we didn't really have to do much that unit we 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 cleaned it really that's it we didn't even really have to we didn't have to really do anything.
1: That's because we were already one foot out the door at that point. We already decided we were selling it.
0: True we did that
1: that weekend before they moved out we decided we were gonna sell it. I probably would have gone in there and done a little bit more. I probably would have replaced some of the blinds and stuff like that. But at that point we were like screw it.
0: So that one we up they were paying eight seventy five.
1: Eight seventy five yep.
0: And we upped it to nine seventy five.
1: And we literally did nothing other than clean it. And for three for three young kids, they actually left it pretty clean.
0: It was very I, I clean. Yeah, I, I can't really
1: complain. It did still need a deep cleaning overall, but I mean, for kids that young, especially, I mean, I was very impressed with how they left it.
0: Right. And then on top of that, take into consideration that before we took over, all of those rents included fifty dollars for the garage space. which the two according units- to the
1: chooch, we don't actually know that.
0: We don't. Well, also according to because I
1: don't trust a goddamn thing that guy. Well, says. the first
0: floor of tenants did say that because remember we we went over that with them. That oh, they, were they said it, to,
1: they said it was included. Yeah.
0: Yes. So when we upped the rents, we didn't include the garage spaces because we had planned to rent the one out that would have been Ronnie's. That was the one that you fixed over, fixed up to rent out, right? To somebody else, and then. The, the one that would have been rented out to the new people that the kids were using was that needed that would have had to be, that door had to be replaced. That one you couldn't safely keep stuff in there without it. Oh the garage
1: out. was a nightmare. yeah and by the way we I also forgot to mention that the chooch got the $50 garage fee waived for doing snow re- removal and mowing the small ass lawn that's between the uh, garage and the house which I'm not sure that he ever actually did.
0: I, th- I think he probably did when he felt like it. I don't think he actually kept up with it consistently.
1: I yeah. think it was uh, kind of... I was actually... We were looking... And that was another reason why we were going to sell because we were looking to evict him and we would have to do it ourselves because we didn't have a property management group. So they don't have right. the power of attorney to to do it for us. We would have to sign on with them first. So that was another thing. So there was just a confluence of things that we were like, F this, we out.
0: And keeping in mind the reason we didn't have property management is because we did try there's only one company. We did try them on one other property and it did not work out well.
1: Oh they sucked ass.
0: So that was why we figured we would try them on one property first rather than give them all of them and have to take all of them back.
1: Who decided that?
0: You did. <laughs> um genius. Otherwise, otherwise we would have had them in property management because obviously that is being two two and a half hours, two and a half, two hours, fifteen minutes away. That's not exactly easy for maintenance purposes.
1: Yeah, we are selling that unit, that house that uh, we had property management on. So we'll have another podcast about that down the road and and tell you how they chooched everything over there because they completely screwed everything up. L- yeah. Literally, it was more difficult to manage the property management group. Than it was to just manage the house ourselves.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it, I, it's it's been pretty easy to do it ourselves.
1: Yeah. So we that. added a lot of value to this because at first it was it, the total rents were nineteen fifty. When we were done, it was twenty three fifteen because uh Zach's apartment we went up one hundred and fifty on the first floor apartment we went up a hundred on, and then that garage after I put the garage door in. We were charging 125, but like I said, because it was a three-plus months, we get we gave them a discount back down to 112.50. Right. Uh, so we did. We upped it. We upped the rent on that thing by what's that? 365 dollars.
0: Yeah. Which the rents that we the went the rents that we upped it to were market value rents. It wasn't right. like we were overreaching.
1: Oh, I mean, there were yeah. some other people. Well, the reason we 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 raised it so much as we were looking around at what other people were doing, and their houses, their, their units were not anywhere near ours, and they were charging more than we were at the time. Right. Or I should yeah. say, more than the people before us were. We. Right. We took it over. There was no leases, at all, and we did get the two. We did get the first floor to sign a lease. Uh, the top right, Zach left right away, so he never signed a lease, and we already know that the the chooch over there never signed a lease, never right. paid, he never did anything. And even at the end, after we sold it, how much money did he owe us still? Five hundred at least.
0: Uh, Five hundred, if you include all the late fees. Yes. Without the late fees, it might have been like three.
1: Okay, yeah. And we did send him a. We sent him a. A little something saying, "Hey, we're gonna. If you don't pay us by this date, we're gonna send it to a collections agency." I mean, he knew that there was nothing behind that. We knew there was nothing behind that. It was just our last ditch effort to try to get some money out of him. And I don't think he really gives a shit.
0: No. Well, he never did. And and I mean, granted, we set the presidents by kind of letting him get away with stuff a little bit in the beginning, you know, kind of believing his stories. Um, So now we know to not make that mistake again either. But. But in COVID times, being a little more lenient because we were going through a weird kind of situation and he knew that everything we said was, uh, you know, we weren't going to follow through. So, that's, right. but I also think, I also think like, I think we already touched on that, but I, I think he's just that guy that just is going to do his things way, no matter what his way and not care, basically get away with what he can for however long he can until an authority figure makes
1: him. Right. So, yeah, in the yeah. end we had the house for nine months and we made 9,600 off of it. I mean, if you average that out over the months, that's, one thousand seventy dollars a month, and our original uh, projections was uh, even with taking out fifteen percent was somewhere around seven hundred dollars a month. So we made out great. Like I said, we got lucky with the way it went up. And I just remembered another story about the Chooch. Mm-hmm. He, um, after we sold it, he actually texted us and said that the what is the door code to get into that um, garage space. The owners want me to fix something. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, the owner, if the owners wanted you to fix something, they would give you the door code. I'm not giving Which you we the freaking door him. code. Right. Yeah, I'm not giving him the door code. Plus, er, their stuff's in there. It's st- right. it was still loaded. They haven't moved out yet. I mean, they were supposed to move out by the end of August. We sold it on, uh, I signed the papers on uh, August 6th. So we had already been out of there for weeks. I don't know if she extended it or if she stayed there, but I'm not. I'm sure as hell not giving him access to that to that garage.
0: Right, right. Well, we wouldn't have done it empty or not, but yeah, when somebody else's stuff in that is in there, especially because that's then that falls on us if he, you know, we don't know. We don't know what his intentions are really, and the history that we have with him could could go either way. Yeah, but. Definitely an obsession with garage faces, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> I don't know. He kept putting his wood in there, too. I don't know what the hell he was doing. And then he left a bunch of crap in there. I just put it right in front of his garage door when, when I went up there to, to put in all the mm. uh, plywood. I was like, screw you, dude. Like, I don't know what the hell your problem is. And I think he was like a semi-professional tenant. I think he tried to be a professional tenant, only he's just a clown. because And he did have a camera up on cuz when you walk up the second floor you had to do a u-turn and then walk to the other end of the of the deck to get to his door and i did notice when i was up there at night you could see the night vision of the of the camera But it wasn't like mounted somewhere. It was sitting on a shelf with all stuff around it. And I'm like, this guy's just looking for something. Like, he's looking, he's like making sure that we don't come over and steal anything or grab anything off of this porch because we're pissed off at him and whatnot. Or just
0: wants to know when we're coming, when we're there and when we're not for whatever reason. Because he always used to send you texts all the time. Are you coming up? Are you coming up? Are you here?
1: Yeah, he used to text me all the time. He'd be like, oh, I, I saw your truck outside. Are you still here? And I just wouldn't respond to him. I was like, F you, dude. Like, I mean, maybe if you had paid and been up to date, maybe I would, uh, I would answer you on some of these, but it's like, dude, you owe us money. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing as far as mowing the lawn and everything. And, and we don't even know about the, the snow. It's just like, go screw. It.
0: Didn't want to sign a lease when we made it very clear that it was necessary.
1: Yeah. Never, Except just, for
0: the part that I wanted to put on the lease that you wouldn't let me. What's that? I wanted to put the little part where it says, if you choose not to sign the lease, then you basically need to vacate, you know, you you can't keep your tenancy and you have to vacate within 30, you know, be gone in 30 days and not obviously word it nicely, but and you said, You're no, so no, no, I don't want them, it's okay, but he would have signed it or he would have, we would have been forced to either, okay, he, he would have maybe still done the same thing and just not moved, but then move forward with the eviction. That's your, that's your way to evict without having to worry about the moratorium for non-payment so the, prob- the
1: problem i had you wanted to put sign this or else
0: no you were just picking one either you're signing the lease or you're choosing to vacate which zach would chose have chosen And you even had little check know?
1: boxes there you like check right. the box if you want to keep the place check it if you want right. to leave
0: right because you're giving them a choice you basically without doing that you gave him a choice to not sign the lease and he chose not to sign it without any repercussion then yeah. then we had to we had to ask him several times to sign it and he never did. So we still in a normal situation, you either now have a tenant who's not in a lease and you deal with it. Like we had to because of the moratorium or in normal times without a moratorium, you would get rid of them. Like going forward, I'm not going to keep anybody that doesn't have a lease. And you know, so that, you know, you lose, I'm putting that on the leases in her tenants. Now that we know. You just were thinking they were going to interpret it as we're forcing them to move out and that's not what we were doing. We were just forcing them to have a lease or not live there.
1: Depends on how you read it. Tomatoes tomatoes. Okay. So yeah, yeah, everything worked out on that. We actually just signed the papers on one of the other ones on Friday and shipped those back up there for them to sign on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, so that one, we'll we'll talk about that one later on. And then the other one, hopefully, is going to sell in the next couple of weeks or we're going to get whacked with some capital gains taxes because we're going to be over a year owning that one. All right. Well, thank you for joining me. I'm sorry that it took an hour and a half to mm. get this thing going. <laughs> I got right. a little bit of exercise running up and down the stairs trying to get your computer working.
0: Right.
1: They don't make okay. things like they used to. I got a brand new computer and the freaking <laughs> thing doesn't work. All right, appreciate you joining me. We'll be back next week with another episode. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Alexa. Go find it. Rate and review. We'll be back next week. Glad
0: Thank you for listening to the Highly Leveraged Podcast. Leave a review and subscribe to get new shows automatically downloaded every Monday morning. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Highly Leveraged Pod. And check out our website at highlyleveragedpod.com for more info.